Welcome back, everybody, to Season 5 of Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. I am your host, Mr. Rants, and I'm glad you came back. There's been a few changes. We are no longer under the Anchor platform. We are now on the Podbean platform for the podcast. And uh, we've made a few other changes as well, but I'm glad you came back. It's a new season. It's a new year. uh, And it looks like we're going to have a lot more fun in the upcoming days. Uh, Again, I am not a licensed therapist, doctor, clinician, whatever the hell you want to call me. I'm just a guy that uh, likes to put his little rant and rave and uh, take on the world and uh, questions that come up and uh, things he finds interesting and wants to talk about. So thanks for sticking around. Again, as always, you can reach me at my email, mrrants50 at gmail.com or my blog at myrrqq.com. .wordpress.com Thanks for being here and sticking around and look forward to talking to you soon. Alrighty, alrighty. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing my voice tonight. Um, And I probably should schedule these and stagger the uploads, but what the hell. You get a big, full, probably hour, hour and a half of me tonight. So anyway... This last little bit, last little rant I'm going to go off on. Uh, Again, I've been catching up on my podcast, and this one came out yesterday uh, from Dan Bongino, last few minutes of his show. And like I said, I highly, highly encourage you to listen to this man. Plug into his podcast. He is on Fox. Uh, He does Unfiltered. On Fox Saturday nights. I'm not sure what time I believe. Uh, he says it all the time and I still can't remember. But anyway. I've been listening to this gentleman. Along with others for over two years now. And. He's putting the truth out there. But I want you to listen to this. Then we'll discuss. Uh, folks the censorship. And the use of social media. As the new United States government Pravda the official outlet in the United States government, Twitter and other other places. That's just one plank. The additional planks in the totalitarian socialist war in our culture and our society are a war on language, a war on the family, and a war on objectivity. The war on language is important to the left. That's why they love censorship as well. The war on language works in a very specific way. What they do is they change the rules around language. I'll give you a perfect and easily to understand example, pronouns. You see a man, the man's pronoun is he. Now, all of a sudden, a man says he's a woman, which is biologically impossible. And the demand society that you refer to the man is she. That is not the rule of language. A man with a specific chromosome set is referred to as he. That's the way language has always worked. It's not subjective, it's objective. Liberals need to wipe that out. Why? There's a reason. The reason is they need to, it's, it's, a whole, it's the whole purpose of intersectionality. This critical uh, theory, critical race theory is a subset of actual critical theory. That the only way to break apart the powerful white male patriarchy is to allow a small set of intersectional minorities to attack them using tools. And one of them is language. Oh my gosh, you called he, she, or she, he? You are definitely transphobic. You're no such thing. You saw a man who you called man he, which is the proper pronoun. Do you see how that's a weapon for them? 
The cholera, remember Frank is like, burn the cholera. You see how the language turns into a weapon for them to get you, the so-called powerful white male patriarch, reduced to a powerless minority where everybody's pointing at you. This war on language is critical to them. It is a powerful plank in their arsenal. It's a nuclear bomb in their arsenal. It's not the only one, though. Censorship, the war on language, the war on family is important, too. Why is the war on the family important? Why is the left engaged in a generational war on the family? Because, folks, the family is a source of competition for the state. You learn your values from your mother and your father. The left doesn't want that. They want your values to come from where? The state. Remember Hillary's book, It Takes a Village. No, it takes two good parents. They don't want that. So they need to divide you from your parents. That is the whole purpose of this LGBTQBIPOC2IA agenda. It's to confuse you about your sexuality early on, to divide you from your parents, to separate you so someone moves in to fill the breach, and that is the state. That is why they keep redefining the language and the rules on sexuality. Nothing objective will be allowed to interfere with the state. This is the genesis of the left's support now, in many cases, for pedophilia and just redefining the line. Oh, you can't call him a pedophile. He's a minor attracted person. No, he's a pedophile. Listen to Calvin Robinson. He's a great guest. I've had him on my radio show. Explain on Tucker exactly what's going on with the left's newfound love affair with pedophilia. Check this out. Well, let's not mince our words here. This is the greatest evil there is. What we're talking about is the normalization of pedophilia. That is all we're seeing here. And you're right, they're reclaiming the words. They're taking over the language and defining it in a very clever way. Because once they say, these are not pedophiles, these are minor attracted people, they can say they're also vilified, as we heard there, persecuted. And then they'll say they are an oppressed minority group and therefore they deserve to be a protected characteristic. And then all of a sudden we have pedophiles or pedophiles being protected under the law. And that's what they're after here. And it's very, very, there's nothing more dangerous. Well, that's right. And it's a tell. I mean, if you are with someone on the playground or at your kid's school who uses the phrase minor attracted persons, I think it's fair to call the police right away because you know what that person's intent is. Like, what, what, what else are they saying? They're excusing pedophilia. Absolutely. And there's three sides to this. So, of course, firstly, they take over the language and that is so that they can break down the boundaries. And then thirdly, that's so they can break down family and society. And that's what this has always been about. You know, some of us have been warning about this for years and have been called conspiracy theorists. But there's a reason that there's the mantra love is love, because if love means love for anyone, there's no boundaries involved there. And then when we're talking in an age where someone could define their race, someone can define their gender, and someone can define their sex or any other immutable characteristics, why would they not be able to define their age? If you can say, I identify as a woman, what's to stop you saying, I identify as a 12-year-old girl? And if love is love, and you are identifying as a 12-year-old girl, what is to stop you from having a relationship with another 12-year-old girl, biological or non-biological? This is the problem we find ourselves in. This is why they're redefining the language. This is why they're breaking down the boundaries. It's wicked, it's evil, and we must do everything we can to stop it and protect our children. Absolutely brilliant clip. Absolutely. Okay. Now, before anybody starts bashing on me and saying, oh, you know, this is bullshit, he's white supremacist, white patriarchy, whatever, I'd like you to listen to this story. 
earlier today, I was on the phone call, and I was talking to a person that is transgendered. And she, I'll use her preferred pronouns, she agreed with me from the standpoint that what they're doing with the, with the kids, with the underage kids, I mean, you know, we're not talking 16, 17, 18, we're talking, you know, three up. Uh, they don't understand what's going on. They're just going by what mommy, daddy, society, their friends, their peers, uh, they're, they're being indoctrinated, they're being, in my opinion, brainwashed uh, to buy into this stuff. This gentleman, I almost said gentleman, sorry, this lady uh, expressed to me, you know, of course, she's an adult. She can make up her mind to do with her body whatever she pleases. If she feels that she isn't a man and she is a woman or any other combination, that's her choice. She's legally an adult. She can do what she pleases. But she mentioned a story to me, and I won't go into all the details about how, you know, one of uh, her acquaintances uh, said, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm trans too. And this person was not legal adult yet. And she was like, oh, really? Well, come with me. Let's go to a meeting where you can sit down and actually meet some other real transgender people and ask questions, and learn, and so on. And then come to find out this individual that went with her decided, nah, I'm not really transgendered after all, at least at this stage. Now, that's not to say things might change later. But they also agreed with me that you cannot go in to a therapist, and I'm not saying this about all of them, but it seems becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name. You can find him. Uh, he was a former Navy SEAL on Team Six, uh, SEAL Team Six. He uh, did all these wonderful things as a soldier. Got all these accommodations, all these medals, and then when he got out, he basically went to a therapist said something to the effect of and I'm again please look him up you can find him on the podcast I think his name is Steve Webb but I cannot swear to that anyway long story short he went to a therapist he says look when I wear women's clothes I feel more at peace the the PTSD etc is not there anymore automatically you're a woman you're transgender you need to start taking hormones and therapies and, and surgeries and so forth this person did that and they regret every minute of it. And that's not to say that all the time that will happen. But in this particular case, it did. And they claim that one therapy session, boom, you're transgender. You need to start taking hormones. You need to start doing this. You need to start doing that. I don't care. If I go to the emergency room right this second they with a massive migraine, they can prescribe me excedrin migraine, which I would take anyway, but they cannot sit there within 15 minutes and determine 
whether I just have a migraine headache and need some Excedrin migraine, or if I have a brain tumor, or if it's a sinus infection. They can't make that diagnosis within 15 minutes. You cannot go to a therapist and after one visit be told, this is the way it is. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that's the, the every one size fits all. I'm sure there are some cases where that does work. But logic dictates that you have to sit there and analyze things. And why is this this way? Why is that that way? If I go to the doctors with a migraine, okay, did you sleep wrong? Did you sleep at all? Have you been staring at a computer screen all day? Uh, did you stare directly into the sun? Uh, has your nose been running anymore? Uh, are you having double vision? Are you smelling strange? I mean, they got to go through a myriad of tests, a myriad of questions, a myriad of, of, of hell, I dare say, even medication off the bat before so they can rule things out that it might not be so you can't just sit there after one visit and say okay you fit that bill and like i said this lady agreed with me we also agreed on the fact that they don't know what they're doing when they're underage you can't drink a beer until you're 21 you can't legally own and oh well you can use your parents but you can't buy a gun until you're 18 in most states you can't join the military until you're 18 you can't uh drive a car until you're at least 16 so there's there's you know but yet you can decide at 10 or younger that uh Mom, my dad, I need to take hormone blockers. I need to start going through surgery. I need to take, you know, suppression. I'm not going to go into all the, de the details, but that's what it's breaking down to. Like I said in my, my dumb, dumb parent podcast back a couple months now, parents don't want to be parents. And as that gentleman said on Dan Bongino's podcast, they need parents. They need parents at home. They need parents that are talking to their child, communicating with their child. Now, I'm not saying it's not okay to experiment. Every single one of us, I'm sure, at one point in time or another, stood up in our mother's high-heeled shoes and said, look at me. I'm sure I did it at that once upon a time. Playing with Barbies as a guy is not going to make you gay. It's not going to make you trans. It's not going to make you anything. It's just opening up new experiences. A girl playing with a pickup truck or a dump truck out in the dirt is not going to make her a guy. It's not going to, you know, same, same rule, just flip it. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't those cases, but it doesn't automatically make it so. But again, because... Parents don't, want, in my opinion, again, this is not a bash on everybody. This is my opinion from what I've seen, from I have raised three adult children. That's my take. Even if they are trans, you can't just diagnose it after one 15-minute visit. And especially if they're under legal age. Now, scientists will say, and again, these days, yeah, uh, who knows if you can believe the science anymore, but 
scientists say even at 18, your brain's not fully developed. So you really don't know. And again, I'm sure there's exceptions to all the rules because I know somebody's going to listen to this and disagree with me and I'm probably going to get blasted, but so be it. Uh, but yeah. But this was a trans individual I was speaking with today that I respect, that I have dealt with for many years now. Before they tra- they came out as transgender and since. And I don't have any problem with this individual being herself. As we discussed, when you're a legal adult, you do you. But we both agreed that doing it with the kids underage is ludicrous. It's crazy. And... It doesn't need to be done. So see, it's not just us white, conservative, patriotic, uh, Trump, MAGA people. There are people within all the spectrums, both sides of the fence. I'm sure even some Democrats probably don't agree with all of it. But it's crazy. You cannot do it. And we have got to figure out a way to nip this in the bud. If these people are underage and they feel like they're trans, okay. Therapy. Counseling. Full open honesty on what these surgeries, what these hormone therapies will do. And won't do. What side effects they may have. Or they may not have. I have delved into this more than I care to. Because. I sat there a couple days ago. And I was watching a TikTok video. And it was all about. Oh my god. I don't know how you women do this. Or how you women have done this for years. You take a doll and you get up and you move on. And it basically was a transgendered male to female that was complaining about having her period, which led me further down the rabbit hole than I ever wanted to go on the fact that obviously men that transition to become female cannot have a period because they have no uterus. So there is no shedding of the uterine wall. There is no bleeding, etc., etc. So that's where you would think it would end, right? Okay, haha, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently, and this was news to me, by taking some of the hormones that they take to transition, it can lead to, how did they put it? A period, hence the, the correlation, of time where they... Uh, feel moody, might get bloated, might have cramps. It's from the estrogen that is in the hormone therapy. So if they skip a, a dose or they don't do this, I, I, like I said, I didn't uh, remember everything. But you can do your own uh, 
research and, and find out. But everybody I saw after that, it was down there. Yes, it's no, it's not a, it's not a physical period. It's not bleeding. It's not the uterine wall shedding or shredding or whatever the hell the terminology is. Cause I am not a female. I do not know, but it's because of this, this, and this, and this. So when we say period, it's period symptoms. We can get some of the same things that women get without all of the things that women get. So, of course, like I said, if you go look up that video, you know, it's basically a bunch of people going, you're fucking nuts. But I'm not judging. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with everything, but they're old enough, you do you. But I just wanted you to know that it's not just me sitting here on my little uh, podcast throne throwing this out. There are people that are in the trans community that also believe that this craze of all the stuff with the kids needs to be further diagnosed, further developed and talked with in therapy because, you know, what works for them, it's not a passing fad. When you change, you change. You, uh, and I'm going to be blunt here. If you're a man, and you become a woman, and you have the bottom surgery, it does not grow back. If you decide 20 minutes after the surgery that, oops, I made a horrible mistake, oh well, I'm sorry, it's not coming back. If you were a woman or a young teen girl, and you decide 20 minutes after you have your breast removed to become a man or become man in, in features, they don't grow back. If you have the bottom surgery, once they do their that reconstructive surgery stuff, it doesn't grow back to the way it was. So for the good of everybody, make sure that that is truly what you need, what you want. Uh, again, doctors agreeing with the therapist, the patient agreeing with the doctors and the therapist to make the best choice, not just because it's a fad or a passing phrase that someone out there said, oh yeah, I'm trans. Oh yeah, me too. No, it has to be a long thought out adult emphasis on adult discussion and decision. So, again, I thank my uh, my friend for discussing that with me. I am going to try and uh, maybe uh, get her to do an interview. I can't swear to that. I don't know how they would feel about that, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But I was, you know, was a very knowledgeable and informative conversation. So I will leave it at that, and I leave it to you. What do you think? And aside from that, I mean, aside from all this stuff that I keep talking about, are we honestly, I mean, everybody I listen to says, oh, we can change, we can go back, we can, we can get back, you know, we can get the economy under control, we can get the 
the, the the family back. We can get the church back. We can get this back. We you know we just have to 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 come together. We can you know stop the division. Blah 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 blah. I'm not always so sure. I'm not always so positive that even if the winds of change were to blow tomorrow, that we could undo the damage that has been done on a lot of these fronts. So, I don't know. Uh, You've got my two cents. Take a listen again, and uh, let me know your two cents. And that way, oh, hell, we can't even buy a uh, cup of coffee for that. But anyway... Let me know what you think, as always, MrRance50 at gmail.com or my blog, myrrqq.wordpress.com or find me on any of the other platforms, uh, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, whatever. I'm out there. I'm available. Look me up. And uh, hell, if you don't find me and you message somebody else thinking it's me, you might make a new friend. So, till the next one. Bye-bye.